morning everyone i have forewarned producer daniele i have not forewarned sam mckee that he is gonna hate the start of today's show you think i'm energetic and fired up on a normal day Whew. we got the last major championship of the season underway i was up at 3 30 in the morning watching golf i'm gonna get the sticks out and play a little this afternoon we got a jay's day game wagner's gonna keep me company while i'm playing some terrible golf and boy oh boy am i fired up let's see if i can find some matching energy in the chair belonging to sam mckee what's up bud Nothing. Oh, nothing. It's way more energy than I expected, quite frankly. Nothing. That's pretty good. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Uh, are you are you excited about any of the things? No. I, nothing. Well, I mean, come on. No. Open championship. Yeah, it'd be a great thing for me to watch while I sleep. That's what I'm really looking forward to the most. I don't know how this happened. I feel like we're slowly turning into each other. You've been more pessimistic as the mornings have gone on, and I'm just becoming a more sunny optimist. And I actually believe. Well, unless they regard the Toronto Maple Leafs, that happy things can happen. It's uh, it's been an amazing little personality, like Freaky Friday situation that's been happening. Yeah, I mean, it's two. Th- there's two things that go into that. Mm. You're a morning. You're a morning person. You like the morning. I just. And I mean, I, I don't get the it. opposite. I don't, I'll never. I'll. And for some reason, our boss just keeps putting me here. I'll truly never understand. It's just a time of the day, like. If I got to be up at midnight to do Leafs games late, I'm up. I'm happy. I'm Adam. If I got to be up in the morning, I'm up. I'm happy. I uh, I don't know. It's just the way I operate. There's plenty of times of the day that I'm unhappy about a yeah. myriad of things, but usually not because I'm awake. I think that's probably the best no, it's just way the, to put it. It's just the unbelievable ability to be in a good mood at this time of the day. This time of the day shouldn't exist. Like, I, I honestly feel like it's just, it's it's offensive. I they're, they're, I text, I get our grinders to text in and I, I just, I forever will have respect for the guys behind the glass, uh, Santos and Daniele, uh, all the people out there that do this all the time because you think I'm miserable now. If this was like my whole life, I would be the worst person. Like my last two weeks have been co- like, it's just two weeks this summer ruined, like just <laughs> completely ruined. Like my favorite time of the year. <laughs> I ruined ruined like I just ruined ruined I get up at the, I get up before the sun I sleep until two o'clock I'm lethargic all the time I don't know how people do this it's it's horrible you, it's horrible you bang out a quick little hour nap you no get way. up you I, get on yeah. with your day I try I'm like yeah yeah I'll, I'm like I'll sleep I get home about 9 30 I'm like yeah I'll, I, you know I'll sleep for I'll sleep until 11 and then it's like 2 30 and I'm like still sleeping I just I, it just ruins me I I am a broken man my summer has been ruined by the fan morning show and the scheduling at the sports at the I, station. I will say, you might love summer yeah, more than any other. it's my favorite thing in the world. Nothing I love more than getting up at a normal time, like 8.30, 8 a.m., getting up. So sleeping in like a lazy bum getting is what up, I'm hearing there. You know, having a coffee outside, sure. feeling how hot it's going to be. Love all that and stuff. And then just, you know, like, Guess you know, what? The, show, the show I work on all, all year 
the Kipper and Borny, they're just done. They just all they get to do. Oh, I think we have one of them on the show today. We do. We have they, one of them they, on the show. Yes, they just get the feet up. They're just done, and then they put the old Sammy McKee. They just make him grind from six to nine every day. You know, no you, sports. <laughs> just you know, love it, love it. Okay, I'm the king of of calling baseball no sports, but you you like it, so you can't say there's no sports going on, and you can do all those things you listed. When you get home from the show, yeah. you can have a coffee. You can sit outside. No. The birds will be chirping. It'll be wonderful. Lou Dog will be cruising around, no, bumbling I'll about. Sno- I'll be snoring by 9.45. Okay. And I'll be I, like, I'm, I'm like, this is the time I'll watch, I'll watch uh, the open here. And uh, my eyes are closed. Uh, it'll be over. I had this idea. It's too late. I needed to work ahead on this. But I kind of wanted everybody you knew at the station to like record a message of congratulations for you to play at the end of the show on Friday for just making it through. Like I would have loved a little there's been, message. There's nothing I have been looking forward to more in the last 10 years oh, than Friday at 9 a.m. I forgot to include something in the things I was excited about. Play the music. No, don't actually Santos. But one other thing I'm super excited about and no one cares about this other than you mm. is that now weekends, like we have a great life. I'm not going to sit here, unlike you, and complain about the job that we do for for a living. Oh, we, we live a great life, sure. But weekends for me, non-existent in this business. Almost always have the golf show or something else going on. And for the first time in, I cannot tell you how long. I guess I had a weekend trip to Alberta, so like literally in two weeks. But it's been a long time before that that the weekend finally means something to me. So that's also why I'm excited. I can smell it, McKee. Oh, you, uh, yeah. The weekends are good. I mean, I don't really have. I don't really have. Uh, yeah, I know you're you're Mister you're Mister Nine to Five Johnny with your little two hour show, and you're like they're making me work. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah it is. I agree. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing with me. I mean, I no, I was just mimicking your your whiny crybabiness. Oh. I wasn't. Eh, don't take that as a cosign. Oh, I thought it was a cosign. No. Nope. Uh, quickly, Open Championship is underway, and uh, there is an individual. I wrote down his name here by the name of Christo Lamprecht. Leading nice. the way. Uh, he has been joined by Lucas Herbert. Uh, the guy's 6'8". Uh, watching him swing a golf club is quite a thing. Uh, we should mention his name now because something tells me by the time tomorrow's show rolls around, he will not matter at all. So I uh, just wanted to get that in there. Again, not much to take away from it. Tournament started not that long ago. A lot of the feature groups you're looking for not out there. But shocker, Scotty Scheffler off to a decent start and a major championship. Uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, yeah, two, two under? Yeah, two under. I just got looking at it up here. Um, Stu Sink. Yeah, you. Stuart Sink, uh, the man who stole speed. the jug. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. Yeah. Love that. Hot, uh, JD's least favorite thing to hear in the world. Hot board early on at the uh, at the Open Championship. A little P. Reed, a little Jordan Spieth, a little Scotty Scheffler. What's Herbert's first name? Lucas. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any guess where he's from? Yeah, I don't know, France. Uh, I have the flag in front of me. Could be Australia. Uh, oh, could, could yeah, you know, you know how that goes. So Let me see, Lucas Herbert. I'm pretty sure Australian. Is, yes, that is the Australian okay. flag. Right, but yeah, yeah, come on. Come there's, on. There's a lot. No, come on. He could have been from Fiji or something. No, there's no, a lot of them that look pretty similar. Very That's not, clearly no, the Australian come on, this flag. Is, come on. Uh, don't. I, look, okay? And you I'm know what, actually? Flags. I'm walking this back. I get all over you literally every morning to start the show about your inability to get up. You can get on me for uh, screwing up go- a flag. I am really good at flags. Good flag I, guy. I know a lot of them. Hmm. Be a terrible radio segment, but It'll we got some time to fill next week. We might have to do it. Horrific. Uh, just the flag game. We're on next? Oh, we're in the afternoon. Yeah, don't. Thank God. <laughs>
shouldn't have told him that. I would have loved to have. The only thing funnier than you dragging your carcass in here to do the show would be you dragging your carcass in here to realize you didn't have to do it. That'd be quite a sight to see. Oh, uh, thrilled. You would get be? back in my car, go home, and go back to bed. Would you? Fine. Okay, here's the actual question about it. Would you be capable of showing the emotion of being thrilled, or that would all just be internal? No, it would be internal. I'd be okay. Like, I'd walk in. Okay. I'd see Justin and Ailish. Smile. Whatever the hell's doing it next week. And then week. leave. And then I'd be like, bye, guys. And I'd go home and I'd go to sleep. Okay. And then I'd wake up at uh, 11, drive in here, and do more mediocre radio. Okay. Uh, I think it's good. I thought today's sh- or uh, yesterday's show was excellent. I won't, yeah. I won't opine on I don't remember one I know, word. I know. Every day I try to have a conversation with you about uh, the job we did, and you go, will not have it, do not have it, I'm out of here. You guys oh, figure yeah. it the out. People, uh, okay, thanks, Rick. Morning, Gunner and Sam. One more early Our day, fake grinder, Sam. baby. I've been getting up early all week, grinding in sympathy with you. Second coffee. Rick and Niagara fake grinder. I really appreciate that, Rick. I, uh, yeah, but the thing is, we're four hours tomorrow. We're doing the golf show tomorrow. Yeah. I would much rather just do it on Saturday. 100%. 100% rather mm. than do it on Saturday. No. I mean, I, uh, like, I, I get that's a fine time. I'm up by that time. All the time. Every day, I am out of bed by 8 o'clock. Yeah, this is a little inside baseball. One of us uh, drags our carcass in to do the show, so it's a little more uh, more arduous for uh, for one oh, yeah, than yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Blue Jays? Blue Were you at home yesterday, last time we did it? Last time, yeah. Yeah, yeah off a uh, six-day Alberta trip. Yeah, I did that one from home. And, uh, uh, then, oh, boy. And then off the beginning of the start of the season, you're like, hey, yeah, oh, you should have told me you're going in. Let me know. And then I'm like, I'm letting you know. We'll go yeah. in every time. Haven't seen you since. Uh, yeah. Great to see you now, though. Yeah, okay. I'm really happy to be here. Blue Jays. Thrilled. Would you like to do that? Sure. Takeaways, uh, maybe first question, based on your demeanor, did you make it? I uh, hate them. You hate them? Yeah, I hate them. I'm here them. for this. I just hate. It's just, <laughs> it's one step. Like, I just hate. Can we clip that, please? That could be useful for I, many things. They drive me nuts. It's, it's, they're incredibly frustrating. They don't get big knocks. In nope. a lot of spots, like I just they don't get big knocks in big spots or big knocks in any spot. Okay, uh, here's a tweet from James and To James G, which is an excellent Twitter follow for anybody who's interested. Here's how the Blue Jays have done at home with nobody out and two runners on before tonight. Uh, on before the oh, that was before the zero and two tonight. I guess okay. I don't know what point this is at. Sure, in forty nine plate appearances. They have six hits. They have one triple, one home run, 11 RBIs in that situation as a team. Yikes. Three walks, nine strikeouts, one hit by a pitch. They've grounded in a double play twice. Their batting average with that situation is 140. Their on-base percentage is 204. Their slug is 256 for an OPS of 460. Uh, Yeah. They do not get big hits with less, less than two outs with nobody out. Drives me nuts. Just look how the game got bookended last night. You start the game. Springer and Bow get on. Bowen two, except it's two men on and no outs. That's the Bowen two we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Three, four, five roll over and die, and they get nothing, even despite having Darvish on the ropes. And then you get to the eighth inning. Well, they they had Darvish on the ropes for many most times, the, most of the game. But though, but then you look, just look at the way the game ends there. With those two guys, again, it's not Springer and Bo, but it's Bo and Belt heading on. And then you have three, four, five coming up, or sorry, I guess four, five, six at this point in time coming up next. And guess what happens? Weak pop out, weak pop out, and then a flare out, I think. I'm trying to remember the third out there. 
And then at the end of the game, have you ever been less confident in anyone getting a hit as a pinch hitter than Alejandro Kirk coming out in your life? I, they should have just they they should have done the intentional walk, but to just strike him out of like, hey, we're just going to get this guy out, and everyone would have agreed, sure, because we that was the most inevitable thing of all well, time. I, I know he's a contact bat. I get it. Well, no, I I mean they're it's hopeless against Hater. Yes, hey, I mean that's nasty. I don't think like you can't put yourself in a situation where you let Josh Hater get into the game because like he made George Springer, who was a really good clutch hitter, look mm-hmm. like an absolute dork. Yep. He just, inside heat, outside heat, outside heat, sit in the truck, it was over. Like, yep. it was just 97, 97, 97. So, Same with Kirk. He gave him 97 at the knees, and then Kirk expanded big time on 97 above yeah. the zone, and you're down 0-2, and it's over. Yeah, so it's just, they, to me, are an incredibly frustrating team to watch because they have a great weekend series, Against the against the the, the de- uh, I was gonna say the Devil Rays. Good Lord, it's early. Against the Diamondbacks, D team. Um, and then Why not come, the Dodgers? And then you come back, and you come back against a team that you know is has a good lineup, but they're way behind the Devil Rays, uh, the, the Diamondbacks in the standings, <laughs> and um, they just you know you come out here and you have this frustrating two game series where you don't score any runs. When's the last time they scored a run? They scored uh, 17 a run. innings ago. Yeah. It feels all of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, how long it's yeah. been. Yeah. So they scored one in the first game, right? Yep. And then they... That's were, it. And that's it. So I don't... I hate Belt hitting third. Yep. I don't know why Belt is hitting third. I, I know that he's got a good eye and he gets on base and he's been... I guess he's been relatively warm, like he's a good enough hitter. Luke. But yeah, to Luke me, warm. like, you're a team with a championship aspirations. You can't hit him third. It's absurd. Just put Vladdy back in that spot. You're trying to reinvent the wheel here. You're getting cute. I know Vladdy isn't necessarily ripping the cover off the ball, but he's at least a three hitter. That's the guy that should be hitting in the three hole. Maybe belt clean up. I understand they do it against righties. Um, I don't, it's, you know, this is such a, a weather vane sport with totally. where it's like, Think they have we talked week, about this team two weeks or two days ago. They have a great weekend series, but you look at the way the standings are shaking out. Baltimore is hot. They're at eight and two in their last 10, but Tampa's scuffling here and you had a real chance to gain two full games in them in two. The first game you lose nine, one, but last night had a chance, had a chance, had multiple chances to get it done. Pitching is very good. Mm -hmm. Rios was excellent. Awesome again. Really, really good. The only thing that gets them is a brutal bow error that should have got them out of the inning. It should have been nine. It should have been nothing, nothing in the ninth inning. Like it was a really well pitched game. So I don't know, man. The, every game that passes, I'm like, yeah, I think they do need a bat because it's like, you know, Varsho is not a major league hitter at the moment. No, um, if you're pinch hitting, was it Kirk there yeah. or Espinal, the either or who come in Kirk, from that? That's Kirk, a sign of exactly where he, how he's viewed by the team. Kirk's, uh, Kirk's bat is in the, in the freezer. Yep. Like they're just, they, they have big time holes in their lineup. And the more I think about it, you know, you're in a good spot here. You kind of have to give this team a jolt. I know Ross Atkins talked about yesterday. About you know how what? Was... We, we don't normally do this. Let's what? provide a little context for it and hear what Atkins said about adding a bat, uh, the, the idea of adding a bat at the deadline. Let's get that context from Atkins himself. Right now, as we're constructed, we are um, you know, better, better suited for a right-handed bat, but we are open to any way that we can make our team better. Um, so... <clears throat> but I, I think there might be a slight lean to a right-handed bat, and we have the benefit of not necessarily thinking that has to play a certain position because of the versatility that we have with Cavan, 
Varsho wit, obviously. It's too early for this. Was a clip designed in a lab to make people more upset than the very first guy that gets ripped off? Then our sweet boy, Kevin. We got Kevin around. It doesn't matter who we bring in. Oh, sweet Kevin. And I know what he means. They got a lot of guys that can play multiple positions. You could jam a guy into a spot if that's what you need to do. I understand what he's saying. But that is just so indicative of the place that he holds in John Schneider's mind, in the front office's mind, that he is the first guy that's mentioned there. I know that made a lot of no, people it, wince. And I know it made you wince because I just saw it. No, it wasn't even that. It was oh. just the sound of his voice. Oh, okay. I. Uh, it's just like. Just Have speak. we reached Dubis levels? yet with oh, you? Oh, yeah. But just speak mm. like in normal... I just hate... <laughs> what? Was that? <laughs> that was you. I told him to clip it and he dropped it in. Well done, Sam Man. That was excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I just... The sound of his voice just upsets me Okay, sometimes. so where do you... If you had your druthers, where's the bat? Does it matter well, they the position? Gotta, they, gotta, they can't... DH. Keep... I know I know that Varsho is an elite... Fielder. Fielder. Which he is. Yeah, he's an elite fielder. He's a v- elite base runner, but he gets on once every ten times. Yep. It's it's tough to show off your base running skills. He can't steal first base, as the saying goes. Um, so happy uh, you gave up your your top prospect and an all star for that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I know young I, control their favorite thing in the world, but man, I, I I forget who we asked about this. I think it was. Yeah, I forget who who it would have been, but the idea of oh, it was Blair. The idea of would they not trade for a left fielder because Varsho was like kind of one of their crown jewel trades of the off season. And he seemed to think that that wouldn't be an issue because he's managing for his job. And I suppose there's something to that, but that is just such a tough sell, not only to the fan base, but to ownership. The idea of you gave up an all-star player in this season, a top prospect to fix an issue now and hopefully fix it better into the future. And you're already looking to in season, fix that mistake again. I, it is just such a, I don't know, admitting of defeat is maybe too strong of a term, but it feels like a big-time admitting of defeat yeah, in that well, trade. I mean, do you want to win, or do you want to watch yeah. a guy strike out every at-bat? I, I don't disagree. I just I wonder if they will do it. That's the, that's the wonder I continue to have, because it is a, it's not nothing to effectively walk back what was your biggest or second biggest move of the offseason. Well, he, in his last 46 at-bats, he has seven hits and 15 strikeouts. Got a one five two average, a one five two slug, and a one eight eight on base percentage. Yeah, it's not good. I'm not sitting here and telling you uh, it it is. I just I I can I do wonder if that is something they'll do. And it's not. I understand it's not going to be. They're going to staple him like to the bench, is, and he's going to become the twenty fifth man. Well, no, but, but he is defensive replacement level at yeah. the moment. Like he is a type of guy that you hit ninth in your lineup. Yep. And you play him against totally. righties and totally. He's like, he is what Kevin Kiermaier is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, he is a bit player. Yeah. Like he really is. So um I I think it's good to hear that they're active in the trade market. I saw according to this lineup that the Orioles acquired a guy. Yeah. A reliever. A reliever. So the the trade stuff has started to trickle out. So to me, um the Jays kind of started kind to have to start here injecting something into this offense. I really don't think it's the bullpen that I'm worried about. Like I, I think they got a, a good enough bullpen. You know, I worry about the starting pitching. Maybe you get a depth starter, a guy that you can put in there. You see what you get from you on Friday or mm-hmm. whatever. But to me, this lineup, it just, it goes so cold. Like it's guys get on. You can't come up with a big knock. You know, there's a lot of swing and miss. I, 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 I would like a bat. I would like a bat the more that I think about it. 
I think that is the need that makes the most sense. But when I think of the neighborhood of that they're going to be shopping in, I just don't know that there's somebody who can kind of alter the landscape of this this lineup. And I understand the thinking of, well, if Bo continues to be Bo and you get a good you have a good leadoff man in Springer, you have a real three hitter and then you can kind of move Vladdy to cleanup or that guy becomes a cleanup hitter. You can see how it works, but this isn't a team that well, I mean, I suppose you could, but it's not like this is going to be the guy who comes up in a big spot every time. They need they need to get hits with men on base. It is not a one guy needing to kind of carry the lineup thing. So that's where I have the issue with the one bat. I'm not saying don't make a move. I just don't know how much the one bat is really going to change things because the problem hasn't been kind of stringing base runners together or stringing multiple guys in an inning together. The problem has been the big knock. And yeah, it'd be great if this one guy can come in, whoever that is, and fix it. But you don't need one guy to fix it. You need three, four, five members of your team to start hitting at all when the moment matters. Yeah, they left 10 runners on base, 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position yesterday. And that's been the story all year. And it's it's something that, I don't know, it's an osmosis thing, but it just feels like once it's bad, it just gets worse and worse and worse, and it's like a yip thing. They're, yep. They really, really do feel it as the year goes on. So, Well, and the same thing happened last year, they, they, and that's where I think you start to have questions about, is it a team approach thing? Is it the all the pieces coming together in a way thing? Because, yeah, the lineup is different this year, but there are still four or five pieces of it that were the same, and they weren't bit parts. They were big parts of the lineup. I mean, you look at all the guys who matter in this in this offense, and it's all the guys who mattered last year with the exception of Kirk because he's not mattering anymore and T. Oscar because he's gone. So I think you can look at the last two years and say, yeah, this is a pattern. This isn't a small sample size thing. This isn't a it will even itself out thing this is now two straight years where your best players have proven and over a season and a half that's no longer a small sample size that they cannot get it done with runners on base doesn't mean they won't have a hot month where they will find a hole once in a while but i don't think that that's proof that it's turning around or that things will always equalize i think it's proof that this floor is is untenable for too long and even a bad team hitting hitting with runners in scoring position can't sustain this and that's why i think it will eventually turn but not to the extent that you can bank on it yeah I, I think that's very fair i you know i just a text on the text line from simon and shelburne belts the la- lefty that's got to sit i can't watch another predictable high fastball strikeout looking they kill him kill him with that high inside mm-hmm. heater yep and he just like right in that like at the top left corner of the of the strike zone they just throw that 91, 92, 93. Doesn't yep. matter how fast it is. Yep, it's a little two seam movement he's, too. Yeah, he he's missing, and he's missing all the time on that one. He takes a walk. I get it. Like he's got a good approach at the dish, but you know, like you could do better. You could do better on him. You could replace him. Mm-hmm. Like that's a guy that's definitely like I think he's. I mean, what's his? He's a seven eighty seven OPS, so that's probably pretty high compared to the rest of the team. But I, I just think that this lineup, if they want to actually make a run here. And if they want to compete, they got to make a couple additions. And I think they know that. Like, I I just keep coming back to it that, you know, I know, like, I'll just throw out a random name. Like, Brent Booker for the A's is a bat. I've seen a lot of people throw out that they like. Even if you go out and get. Yeah, I know. Look, look, I'm just throwing a name 
for conversation's sake. He does not matter. He is a placeholder in the point of this conversation. I keep going back to it that, okay, you got a guy like that, and that's Belt's replacement, or that's Varsho's replacement. Mm. It helps things, for sure. It Not to say don't get better, but does it take a lineup that's been scuffling to this extent and turn it into a World Series well, no, one? I don't know so that you, it like, does. I mean, doing nothing, you know, the you're just going to do nothing? It's not a matter of doing nothing. It's a matter of how many chips you allocate to this year. I don't think you sit on your hands and do nothing, but I think that proven... You have three with, more years of ball. With all the questions... This year included. Okay. Last year of Chapman's contract. Yeah. Like, this do is not, a window. How many, like, how many questions do you... How many, how many holes does this team have, and how much can they fix that at the deadline? Well, I think you got to try. And you got to attempt, like, what, are you just going to punt? No, I'm not saying punt. I'm saying that if it, if, and again, I'm just picking, you know, a random sexy-ish name at the deadline. That's not going to cost you nothing. And yeah. given all of the, th- all of the holes and question marks we have about this team, and again, I cannot help but go back and forth with all the Leafs teams we've had. Of, ah, they got to push in, they got to push in, when maybe it just wasn't their year. And I'm not saying do nothing. I'm not saying sit on your hands, but I don't know that pushing in for one or two bats and two obviously would change things more than one, but you're not getting a, you know, a true middle of the order bat. You might get a platoon guy who can be there on some days, but that's not changing things enough for this team. So I'm not saying do nothing, get a bat. You can platoon with Varsho or get a guy who's maybe a slight upgrade on belt. I just don't know how much you can allocate serious prospect capital to it. Given all the questions we have about this team. I'm extremely happy to allocate any prospect capital. Uh, Despite all the questions. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, like I said, your window, like you're not a team that's trying to build up prospect capital. You are in your competitive window. Then here. why haven't they won anything yet if they're because, in their competitive window? Because they've been bad. Okay. Well, well, they're trying to win. They've made trades at the deadline. They've traded away people. They've made big signings. Like they're trying to win. When you're in your competitive window, you're in the best division in the in the league, maybe in all of sports, and you're keeping your head above water when you're playing the way that you have a lot of this year. It's pretty clear to me that you should improve on that. Like, I just, I think it's an insane thing to go to this deadline and be like, no, we, no, better, I'm we, better, not, we better not trade anybody good because not, we're afraid of losing stuff. Well, I mean, you should, you should like, be trade, a, trade Arelvis, trade whoever. Like, for who? Okay. For like, who is the guy out there? That you honest, okay. But like, I don't know. I haven't poured. I'm not a scout, buddy. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if you want to move a prospect who, and again, I am the king of prospects or suspect. I understand that argument in baseball. I just think you have to understand what this team has shown you. And if they would have continued to have the series they had against the Diamondbacks and they're ripping off series wins left, right, and center from now to the deadline against a ton of quality teams. And I just called them the Diamond. Oh no, they actually did play the Diamondbacks. I was right about that. I thought you wormed into my brain. They, if they could continue to show that between now and the deadline, they've earned it. What do we always talk about? Earn yourself a trade. They have done nothing. All they have done is sit there and go, we are capable of it. Let me show you little fleeting glimpses. And now I will sit on my hands until yeah. I get some help. But they're, you know, they're also in a playoff spot. So like, you know, can you imagine what the, you know, the, the effect that would have on the people and like the players and the fans or whatever, you're two and a half games up on a playoff spot and you know, you just don't do anything. I'm not, again, I am not saying don't do anything. I'm saying that the bat that matters is not going to, you're not going to be the only team that wants it. The Orioles are going to want it. The Dodgers want everything. The Padres have never said no to nothing despite being, I don't know, maybe five and a half games now or six games out of a playoff spot. You're going to get into some type of bidding war. If it is an upper echelon trade deadline guy. So 
I am not saying don't add anything. I'm just saying I don't expect them to go out and get these. And I'm not talking Shohei. I don't think anybody expects them to do that. But I'm saying whoever even the next sexiest guy is, I don't expect them to do that. Will they get some help? 1,000%. But I don't think it is your four hitter with a bulletin. I think it's a guy who is kind of in that almost Chris Colabello vein of a guy who maybe he's having a really good year. Maybe he can be a four or five hitter, but not somebody we think of as that. Okay. I I think they're going to be really aggressive, and I think they're going to trade a lot of prospect capital at this deadline. I do. Oh. I really think they're going to they're not go all in, but they're going to they're going to make some big additions to this team. I, I and if they didn't, I'd be very disappointed. Okay. Because I think if you look at this this lineup, they're a team that has a lot of potential to go on a run, and they need some help. And if they don't do anything, I think it could be very discouraging for the fan base and the players. Right? Like they. They've put themselves as frustrating as they've been. And, you know, like I said at the start of the show, I don't necessarily like watching them play. Mm-hmm. They frustrate me. Yep. They've put themselves in a playoff spot past the all-star break, right? So I think they've er- I think that is earning the right from the front office to make some trades. Cody Bellinger, somebody like right. that. That interests you? Love it. Okay. So Good that is it. that is a guy who there are a few bats kind of above the pecking order. For him, obviously, Otani is a beast in of himself. You know, Candelario for the Nationals, another name that's out there. But if Bellinger is somebody who, as the deadline approaches, there is not a competitive bidding war for, then yes, I think that's a guy you should absolutely get. Uh, we just had our man, Christo Lamprecht, hole out uh, to retake the lead at the Open Championship. That's great for the podcast in the middle of a uh, Jays conversation. But again, you you get what you get from McKee in the mornings and you get from with me when there's a live golf tournament on while I'm uh, talking about literally anything else. In terms of the Jays, would, would add a Cody Bellinger. I just don't think that this team has proven it deserves this team to get in a bidding war involving all their top prospects for help because they just, despite the record, I don't think they've proven that they are deserving of that, like quite honestly, or are are capable of turning a little bit of help into a lot of bit of playoff success. I I mean, that's imp- literally impossible to know. Like, I, I think that's, you know, they, they showed that they made the playoffs last year with a better offense. So if you a add... A better offense, yeah. If you like add, a way yeah. better offense. Well, I mean, with, you know, two different hitters in it, basically. Yeah, but two all-star hitters. Yeah, if you add one all-star hitter or just below, your offense is immediately better and it's a playoff caliber offense. Like, I, you know, if you get the, a hitting by committee from somebody else, like, I, this is just a wild take for me. I was like, I don't think they should add a good player. I'm not. They should add a crappy player. It's like, be aggressive. You're in the American League East. You don't think all the teams around you are going to be aggressive? They are all going to get better. All we've talked about all year long is that the AL East is, like you said, the best division, maybe definitely in baseball, maybe in all of sport. Yeah, definitely the year to push all in when you have to go through that gauntlet. It's great every year, but it's so you're not, just going to punt every year? It is not every team has 50 wins at the All-Star break good. There's usually an also-rand in there. Also, the like the other part that complicates all this as well is that the O's are a machine that is about to join the Rays, and the Yankees and Red Sox are not going to stay dormant forever. I'm not saying to completely punt on the year. I'm just saying that the guy that would change the fortunes of this team, the only one, is mm. Shohei Otani. And that's not happening. So I don't really understand blowing your brains out for a Cody Bellinger or, I mean, again, like I'm just going down a, a trade list. Ranking Hernandez? Well, okay. You like, good luck. Good luck prying him out of, out of Seattle, especially given everything that happened with that trade. You know, another five and a half games back at the final playoff spot. 
You think the Jays could snag him back in a trade? I would happily do well, that. Of course you would happily do yeah. it. I just don't know that, like, again, they just they? get, well, because they just gave up a ton of, or a very useful piece in Eric Swanson for him. Yeah, but They're, he's a free agent, right? Uh, I actually do not know he's if he agent. ended up. He is? Okay. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they're not going to re-sign him probably. And and do you think a bat like Teoscar Hernandez yes. is going to go for what? I don't know. Good prospect? Like two or three of them probably. Maybe. Do it. Okay. You're trying to win. Like, you know, they this, just had them last year. The so? team is worse and they didn't win. Yeah, because they've, you know, bad breaks. They could have won. Bad breaks. Yes. They ran into each other. That's not a bad yes. break. That's bad defense. That's yeah, not no, a bad like, break. A bad break like is just, Justin Hall no, getting a pick penalty no, in game seven. No, That's a bad break. You're obviously just being intentionally obtuse here. Like, no. clearly they could have won either of those baseball games. Like, it's, they're up 8 1 in a game and then bad stuff happened. I understand what you're saying here, but I'm just. Listen, they could win a playoff series if they add Teoscar. They could add, win them without it. Like, it's baseball. You try to get as many good hitters as you can in a lineup, and you try to win. Yes. And if the team has proven it's capable of winning, I have no problem with going all in. I have no problem with that. But this team has not proven that. This team has proven it can get us excited and then inevitably leave us hanging. That is what we have learned from this Jays tenure thus far. And that can be said about a lot of teams in this city. We said a lot of, about a lot of teams in baseball as well. Yeah, it could. You know, like it's just it's. Um, I I think it's it's a pretty clear add a lot at the deadline kind of year to me. Okay, despite all the obvious questions. Well, yeah, answered some of them with prospect capital. Well, I answer some of the questions by making some trades. Okay, so let's say T. Oscar's back. He is your right fielder, or he's your left fielder. Springer goes yeah, for the like right, maybe whatever. Not, maybe not T. Oscar. He's, he, you know, he, he swings and misses a lot. But, like, guys, some like a good hitter, a great hitter. Even. Okay. Like, I can't watch them run out Varsho every, you know, like every day for four ABs and strikeouts. That's why they shouldn't have traded an all-star and a great young catcher for him when Alejandro sure. Kirk could have easily been jettisoned, well, I assume. We don't know if that's true or not. Well, I mean, they could have traded him at the deadline last year. They could have done something. They could well, have traded him as high watermark. Well, they're not going to trade a – when they're in a competitive year, they're not going to trade their starting catcher who's hitting great. Oh, when, when they have a guy who is a capable big league catcher literally sitting there in Gabriel Moreno he, he and another he was and, awful last and year. another guy in Danny Jansen who all he does is get clutch hits, like there's no way they could have done that. Well, I know no, hindsight's I mean, twenty twenty on Danny this. Danny Jansen but, was hurt all last year. Yeah. So I think that was a obvious non trade situation. They were in a playoff spot. They're not gonna trade their starting catcher who was ripping the cover off the ball. Okay. Like, come on. But then you look at moving him this offseason. You let an asset that was something sure. squander into absolutely nothing. Sure, like that's like we can quibble about that, but like you can't keep running Varsho out there if you want to win. Like he's just not competitive. He doesn't have competitive at bats. It's yeah. it's really really hard to watch. I think we so I think to, we, need we to upgrade on that. absolutely agree on that. I just look at it a different way that a front office who just spent so much capital allegedly addressing an issue. Well, then they're, they're, I mean, then and people might agree. Then they're dumb if they're just gonna be like we spent a capital on a guy. And it, so we got to run them out there every single day. We don't care what the results are. Then they're just not a good front office. They're not smart baseball people, which you could say like, that's maybe true. Yeah. I uh, think a lot of people would, would yeah, maybe, maybe say that. Sure. And I think this all just goes back to that is that when you, 
when you screw up in that way, and look, it's possible it doesn't look that way in two or three years if Varsho has a better year next year and he becomes more of the bat that he was in Arizona. Okay, like maybe it wasn't then, but to your point, your window to win isn't in three or four years. It's right now. And the idea that you squandered it away on a trade, and I don't, and again, I guess it's just a philosophical thing. I don't like the idea, this goes back to all the Brad for Living conversations we had. It's like, gee, these guys proved they couldn't fix an issue before. You know what we better do? Let them try again to fix the exact same problem. Like, I just, I am dumbfounded by that. And I cannot believe in what I've seen with this team enough to, on a team that does not have a what's ton the, of prospect what's capital. Tr- what's the true living parallel? Oh, I'm just saying, like, it's like they tried to address, they ha- they made a big sexy trade to address their left fielder. They might have to do that again, potentially. Treliving had to trade away Goudreau, let, or let Goudreau walk, had to trade away Kachuk, and now I do not feel comfortable, potentially, about a William Nylander trade. That's my, that's my Treliving parallel there with mm. this front office, but. That's quite. It is. You know, buddy, you <laughs> that know. That is quite a stretch. You know, all, you know, all roads through this lead through, through, through Maple Leaf Square. You know that. It's just the way I, I work. <laughs> In terms of this front office, though, I, or it's not even about the front office. It is about the guys on the team. There are, who do you believe in? Let's just go down the lineup. Who you got faith in? Like, you like Chapman as a player. His bat frustrates you. But, of course, you but like, I, if we're I, doing the tree of trust, Matt Chapman's in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I Bo think Bichette. So. Yeah. Yeah. George Springer. Yeah. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem, right? We got to four, and we're already at, uh, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer. Yep. Okay. For, For what, what he is. is. Yep. Sure. Yep. That's fine. I'll, I'll, ex- I'll yep. accept that. Wit. Yep. Cooling off a little, but okay. Nah, he's good hitter. Okay. He is. He's hitting almost 300. He's a good hitter. Okay. Your, trust your catching position that the, uh, the guy either stinks or is hurt. Uh, I suppose that's a uh, creative phrasing on my part, but you feel good about your catching position. The guy that always stinks or he's hurt. What do yeah. You mean? Well, Kirk stinks or Jansen's hurt. Yeah. But Jansen's not hurt right now. And okay. I, I trust Jansen. Okay. Yeah. Do you trust him to be your catcher? Not necessarily. Okay. So can we get do a half there? Yeah. I'm just saying, as you go across the lineup, there's more than one or two holes that need to be plugged. Uh, Witt is not cooling off. He's got a 320 average his last okay, 20 I'm, last I'm down on, games. I'm down on him because he came up in two big spots last yeah. night and didn't get a knock. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. that's on me. But that, but I'm allowed to think that way because if you're the guy, you got somebody on this team has to get a hit, and I'm going to think that about all these guys until they get a hit that matters in a spot. And that's where I keep going back to is that if you had one hole to fix – if you just had a guy swinging a wet noodle at one spot in the lineup, yes, go out. Yeah, it's, your... it's Varsho, it's Belt. Okay, that's Those two, are two spots. spots. That's yeah, not great. nothing. To yeah, get no. two impact bats is not a nothing proposition at the deadline. Well, the, you got to get somebody that's going to make an impact on the team. Okay. No question. And I would say those guys should be the guys we expect to be. Namely, the guy, so namely you, the guy you said meh about. If, well, if you're like, if you're like, you know, those guys are average, but we made trades and we liked them, so we got to just stick with them. It's like that's not good management. If they, if you think you're a competitive team, okay. You what, think if, you have a what if you have questions? Pivot. What if you have questions about your core? Because I do, I I think it's pretty fair to say at this point in time. And this, I want to be clear: it's not me pouring dirt on him. It's not me saying he's no good. But until Vladimir Guerrero Jr. reinserts himself to the dominant hitter realm, I'm going to stop thinking of him that way. Think of him as a fine bat. But if the whole team was built around. Springer being Springer, and he has. Bichette being Bichette, and he has definitely done that this year. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, maybe, Vladdy being Vladdy. And that's not been anything near what this is. So you're basically, in my opinion, what you really need to do is replace Vladdy and turn Vladdy into your Brandon Belt replacement. And that is 
borderline impossible to do at the deadline because that's what this offense needs. I still believe that Vladdy has a really hot run in him. I do. I could see that happening. I think it's far from a guarantee given everything we've seen over the last season and a half. Yeah, I I mean, he's pretty good last year, wasn't he? He's pretty good. He was not the dominant force MVP level guy that you think of when you put this lineup together. And that there's a difference. We just, again, I know, kill me, it's a leaf parallel, but it's like (laughs) there's a difference between 60 goal Austin Matthews and still really good season 40 goal Austin Matthews. We, We just watched it happen. Doesn't yeah, mean he stinks. It doesn't mean he's year, no yeah. good. But there's a big difference between a great year and an MVP one. Yeah, yeah. He was he was eight nineteen OPS. Hit thirty two bombs last year. He had a good year. Good year. This year, the last two years before this were good years. But this year has not been great. I I, I do believe that he has a has a hot streak in him that can he can carry the offense for a month. I'm not saying that can't happen. I'm just saying I've seen nothing in the recent history no, to make been, me believe been, that he's been ice cold coming out of the break out of that after that home run. All right. Uh, anything else, Jay-Z, no. for you? You're good? No, let's you, break. You're mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm no, just tired. You're mad. I don't like it. I'm going to try to make you smile. That's tell you some it. jokes. Maybe tell some McGee some knock-knock knock jokes make, in you know the you break. You make me smile? Go to Zero break. Zero words during the break. Mm. I'm going to give you two. I won't tell you what they are. Guys behind the glass might be able to guess. Uh, fan Morning Show, Gunning and McKee. Keep on listening. Sportsnet, 590 The Fan. Sportsnet 590. 590. The Fan. Cannot confirm or deny if this is the soundtrack playing in McKee's head as he wakes up every day. And just to pull back the curtain, I talked so much during the break. I was like, hey, bud, want to talk open bets? No. Okay, good talk. He has to talk to me now, though. Yeah. We are back. Your job, time to work. Yeah, when the mic comes on, I talk. Yes, it does. I don't really have a whole lot else to say, buddy. Want to give my good friend... At uh, Pakdoku, a shout out. Mm. Just again, every day. See, the, it's funny. I get so excited to do this. So it's funny. This is uh, this is another little just insight into our psyches. You love Pakdoku. Uh-huh. I'm okay with it. It eh, come or take it or leave it. But you cannot be bothered to speak early in the morning. Mm. I cannot be bothered to think. Kind of at any time of the day. I like to open Pukdoku and give it a good, hard 30-second think and then go, ah, all right, screw it. Come back tomorrow. What? Because I can't, You, the fact that it's like words coming out of my mouth, that's so easy. It's just talking. If I could talk through Pukdoku with somebody, I bet I'd have like 0.8% total every day. But no, the idea of getting my gears going not a chance. Mm. I also want to, uh, you wanted to shout out Puck Doku. I want to shout out my boy Wes on the 400. Just telling you, you're not even grinding yet, McKee. Uh, mm. No kids. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, not me. Here's um, Most of the time, that's a choice that people make. Yeah. And that's one that I have not made. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sammy McKee, Brent Gunning here. Sportsnet 590. The fan. Leafs, Samsonov. Mm-hmm. Arbitration. Uh, numbers two and a half million dollars apart. This is how NHL arb works. One team or one side, the team low balls, one side, the player high balls. The arbitrator will pick a number. That's it's really funny how often it lands kind of right in the middle. It's fun. It's just so funny how often that works out. 
Would so, you like if baseball, would you like if NHL had more baseball style arb where the teams have to, it's basically best and final and the arbitrator has to pick one of the two awards. There is no having this middle ground because it would force the teams to have and the player to have a more realistic ask. I don't have a ton of arbitration takes for you okay. right now, but I will say that what's the what's the middle between 2.4 and 4.9? Three, nope. point. I, ju- I just told you I won't do it. 3.2, I think it's 3.3, 3.4 maybe in the middle of there. So that's an ARB award for one year? Does it have to be one year? The ARB award is for one year. You can still work to sign a deal with the player. It doesn't have to be that, but there is a deadline where if a deal is not reached, the ARB award is what he must have for one year is my understanding of the scenario. I would would completely be completely fine. Yes. With a one-year ARB totally. award of $3.3 million. Yes. I have zero trust that he is going to be good again. That I think Samsonov was good during the regular season. There's no question that he was a stalwart for them, played great, Yep. Um, mostly at home, wasn't as good on the road. Uh, I just I don't trust it. I, I know I probably should. Yep. I know J.D. Bunkus would come in here and be mad at me because I <laughs> – I, I maybe it just says more about you and you and me, you yours and I's. Yes, there we go. Psyche about goaltending, but uh, I don't trust the fact that he's going to be nearly as good again. So the the idea of having him not on a prove it deal, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Like I would much rather have it be like an uh, another contract year scenario yep. for him. But, you know, 4.9, he obviously saw Aiden Hill yep. get 4.9. He saw the... Oh, did he win the cup? He did. No, I mean Samsonov. Oh, oh no. No, he didn't. But, okay. like, you know, you can, I know, I know, you, can I know. you can make the argument about the regular season stuff. Just joshing. Like, what it, what were Aiden Hill's numbers in the regular season? Oh, they weren't sparkling. He wasn't the goalie for how many regular season games did he even play. Think about how many goalies they cycled through on on that team. And I know it's weird to think of because I still picture Robin Lehner as that team starting goalie, and he hasn't played for them for, I think, two years now. But, yeah, they've ran through a ton of different goalies on that team. In terms of the Sam's... Yeah, he played 27 yeah. regular season games in, with a 9-15 and a 2-4-5 uh, goals against. In terms of the Samsonov thing, I don't even look at it. I don't think I'm as... I wouldn't say down, but as unsure of him as you are, I am a little more confident in him than you are. I am very much of your opinion of goalies. I would like them to prove it every year. And when I look at that, it's, let's say it is a one year, even if the arm goes a little more to his side, it's one year, 3.5, right? I think there is a way, way better chance that his next deal falls somewhere closer to that than it does that he stands on his head and the Leafs go win a cup and all of a sudden he's a $9 million goalie. And if that happens, great. great. Awesome great. problem to have. Don't pay him. Exactly. Agreed. So that's why I am always okay with just like, obviously a very different scenario than William Nylander, RFA, all that stuff. But that's why I'm always okay with the goalie playing it out. I think that it takes so long for a goalie to be good for me to buy in. And then by the time that's happened, we're kind of where we're at with Shesterkin or even a Heliobuck right now where I'm not saying those guys aren't still dominant, but it's starting to decline a little bit. We've even seen bad runs from Vasilevsky, the guy who we all still would take is the best big money goalie in the league or however you want to look at it. So that's just a philosophy thing. There's almost no goalie I'd feel comfortable giving any term to. And I don't mean any as in like one or two, but anything beyond that with a guy with this limited track record. And even if he had more, I don't know that I'd be comfortable about it. So I got no problem there. Yeah, I I think that 
um, you see a lot of these little deals trickling out from from pre-arb. They, mm-hmm. they gave yeah, Velarde. Um, like three and change for two years. Who forgot is on the Jets. Yeah, that was the Dubois trade. Jets part did of really, it. really well in that trade. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think Dubois is not worth what they paid him, and I don't think you know what they, they Gabriel. And a half. Yeah, Gabriel Valerdi is a good, a good young player. So I, I like that trade a lot for them. But yeah, I some of these deals are starting to trickle out. Maybe we'll just get a deal, or is it? Well, is knowing it a trees, scenario? knowing trees history, we we get it. Uh, we get it Friday at uh, like nine forty nine at the back end of our golf show. Knowing his his history there, yeah, for what he did to us last year. Maybe well, we're on next week too. Yeah, that's true. So, so I guess we need some news. And the I'll next week, it. and the week after that, and uh, the week after that. In terms of the Dubois trade, so it was Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, and uh, Rasmus Kupari. So obviously Velarde, uh, kind of the jewel there, but Alex Iafalo, uh, I think decent that, center I think as well. Kupari well. kid is like a top prospect. Was he? Uh, was he projected that way? Oh yeah, he's a first round pick uh, yeah. as well. So yep, couple of a uh, couple of first rounders going back, and Velarde and uh, and Kupari there. So yeah, that is a pretty good return for them. I think that. Dubois is just below that class of player where it doesn't make sense to take the parts for pieces trade. I think it made a ton of sense there. I also will say that it's funny. I was just kind of talking NHL futures with some buddies last night and we were circling the Kings. I don't know that, you know, anybody's ready to slam that home. I also was looking at division futures, like the winner of the division and the Pacific second to worst odds, I believe. And you get the oil, the uh, the Golden Knights, and uh, there's one other team in there I liked. Uh, oh, the Kings, the team I'm talking about right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, something to keep an so eye what, on for futures there. So what was the what was the number for them to win that division? Uh, it was plus two sixty five for mm-hmm. the winner to come out of there. Uh, oh, the, the, yeah, like the, the winner to come out of that division. The not winner for, of what? The, the winner league. of the cup. Yeah. Oh, the winner of the cup. Yeah, I thought you meant of the no, no, division, no. of the winner the of the cup. Uh, okay. Also, Metro sneaky good for that as well. Uh, kind of all the teams I uh, like uh, in terms of futures were there. I huh. didn't expect to do that, but yeah, I know I know you're always uh, you're always interested in that so i don't know maybe uh maybe keep an eye there also wanted to get this in before the first hour is up shout out to candace women gave us the moment of the games last time i saw this team play i i'm sure they have played since i would imagine although canada soccer never know best of luck to our women tonight 10 30 kickoff <laughs> of the women's world cup i know you're gonna be watching face painted getting lou dog here's, up here's the thing i'll say about women's soccer it is so much more palatable of a watch than men's soccer if you hate diving. Oh, okay. I was like, why? Because they're, they do not dive. Mm-hmm. There's no simulation. Okay. They play so much harder than the men. Yeah. Like they are just, they, it's a much grittier game than the men's mm. game, which is in something you wouldn't expect me to say. No. I love our women's team so much. They did so much for this country in terms of soccer before the men totally. could figure it out. Uh, Christine St. Clair, Probably, I think, I don't know if she's announced it, but I would imagine yeah. her last World Cup. I, th- I think it is expected, but she, if we, and, you know, I'm going to pretend because I interviewed her once in studio, have a hilarious picture of it with me, her, and Dan Riccio. Uh, so that looked God, great. Dan must look so short in that Yeah, bag. he really, he really did. Uh, classic Cincy fashion. She will not want to make this about herself. Everyone will understand it, and maybe it will kind I of mean, that's uh, just, leak I, out, that's not just from as, her. Just as Canadian it really as is. it gets. So uh, huge shout out to our women. Gonna be tough for me to make it through that one tonight. Okay. Not gonna lie to you. Make it to it, not through it. Just uh, to it. No, no. <laughs> it's a Jay's day game today. Yeah, no oh, chance. Snoring by eight thirty. <laughs> okay. Good if for I you. like, that's like, <laughs> that's. I mean, I'm maybe not snoring, but definitely like. My eyes are getting heavy. TikTok scroll in bed. I'm, by je- I'm so jealous of you. I wish I but could it shut still it down. Ma- it doesn't make any difference. 
Okay. I it, still it, wish I could shut it down at that uh, that time of day. It could legitimately not do it. makes zero difference when I wake up. Okay. So there you go. I don't know. Maybe you should hey, stay up to, then. If it, makes no, if it makes no difference, you should just stay up. We got a couple texts. Hit him, hit him, and then we'll hit you with Shane Thursday, Ryan. Thursday grind. Leave Barry at 5.30 a.m., work downtown on the Queens Key, softball at Trinity Bellwoods, and drive back north. Ugh. Guys got a, guys got your life in a day. Queens Key. Uh, driving on the Queens Key is no fun. And nope. I've always thought, why is it spelled that way? Uh, lots it's of, the Queens lo- Quay. Quay. Yeah, a lot uh, of things like that. Keep grind and Sammy. The boys are on the road to Michigan Ooh. for a week-long stay-and-play golf week. Hey now, hang in there, fella, Adam and Guelph. Yeah, it's easy to say. You're at the best moment of the week right now. You are, the whole week is in front of you. You're like, keep grinding, buddy. I actually, yeah, I, I know. I don't like the texters who are encouraging of you. I like the texters who are telling you to grow up and quit your whining. Those are the guys. No one's I, doing that. I know, I know. Where yeah. are my people at? My fellow mornings who can't stand this grouch. Somebody who we both can stand. Mm. In fact, we love him. My favorite. One of our golf show faves, regular on the golf show even, he is in the UK, and we will talk to my friend and yours, Shane Ryan, a Golf Digest. That's coming up next. One hour in the books here, Fan Morning Show with Gunning and McKee on Sportsnet. Bob Knight of the Fan.